in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Luka Doncic scored 53 points in the Mavs win over the Pistons, and he did so on just 24 field goal attempts. It's 14 of 18 from the free throw line. We have seen some extremely efficient 50-point games recently. It is not just a, hey, how many shots can I get 50-point night for a lot of these guys. They're doing extremely efficiently. But my favorite stat from that game, Luka goes for 53. The Mavs' second leading scorer was Spencer Dinwiddie with 12. What did like 12 guys have 10? <laughs> Dinwiddie was, I think, was the only one to hit double figures. Everybody else that played scored like eight. And Luka was hurt. Yeah, he came, first came back from ankle injury, yeah. I believe is what he had. Um, he, if the Mavericks make a deep playoff run again, he is going to be so tired. Well, yeah, with the minutes he plays and how many, how much he scores right. each night. Yeah. And it's not just the minutes he plays. It's that every possession is Luca. Here's the ball. You're going to have to shoot. Right. Because Spencer Dinwiddie's our second best scoring option. And he'll give us 12. Like he's going to be so tired if they you just, just get out of one playoff series. Luca's going to be like, all right, guys, this is exhausting. They still thinking about trading Christian Wood? I have not seen a recent report. The trade deadline is uh, next week, I believe. So we got a short amount of time, but they the report was if they couldn't come to an agreement on an extension, they they'd move him. him. They'd move him. So we'll see. I don't know what you do if you're the Mavericks. I don't know if you actually get a usable asset for this season in return when you've, I don't know how much of a legitimate shot they have, right. but they're in the playoff picture in the West and it's pretty wide open. So you have a shot. Be curious, curious to see what they do, but also, can can they get Lucas some help so he's not scoring fifty three and nobody else on his team can get the fifteen? I can't. Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, you're proud of yourself. Yeah, Fox backs me. Wow. Well, and to be honest, to be honest, no, 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 that's enough. That's enough. Next question, please. The Saints want two first round picks for Sean Payton. Earlier, it had been reported they just want one. They wanted a mid round or mid first round pick. But Tom Pelissero reported what teams have heard from Saints general manager Mickey Loomis is two first-round picks. Are they going to get two first-round picks? For a coach, I'm not so sure. I I don't think so. I don't think you give up two first-round picks for him. I don't think you do either. Because if you you give up two first-round picks, you see that for quarterbacks, right? I guess technically we saw it for Jamal Adams, a safety, a few years ago. But... Smart teams, you do that for quarterbacks because you're hoping they change your organization. Right. Right. Now, the Russell Wilson deal obviously didn't change the or well, changed no. it, but not for changed the, not it for not the for the better. You know, so it doesn't always work out. But when you give up two first round picks, you're looking at getting the most important thing. You could argue that head coach fits in that realm, but I don't know that just acquiring a head coach is going to change your fortunes. 
Because if you're hiring a coach right now, it means you probably didn't have a very good season and you're going to need some roster improvements, which is what those first round picks would help you do. I don't think they're getting two first round picks. I don't know if they're getting a single first round pick. I kind of have this um, feeling Sean Payton's not coaching this year. Well, if he's not, then uh, the Saints don't control him after this year anyway. Right. So then he can do whatever the heck he wants. Yep. Wait around for the Cowboy job. Is it going to come open? You don't trust? Don't believe in Mike McCarthy? I don't believe in him calling plays. Uh-oh. I know he's done it in the past. Come on. Can make it work. One of my favorite things when he got fired in Green Bay, one of the little details that came out is during team meetings, like whole team meetings, he was upstairs getting a mas- like a massage. <laughs> it's a great move. And so I'm just like, imagining that Jerry's like, well, then who's going to have a massage during practice with me? <laughs> like we like to get, you know, we, we like to be in our towels. We face down. We have a little conversation. Step back one legged. What kind of shot is that? Have you ever shot that shot? Do you work on that shot? Wait. So Kellen Moore might've gotten fired during a massage. It might've been the, Kellen Moore like got fired and Mike McCarthy got a text after he put back on his clothes. Oh, okay. I guess I'm calling the place. <laughs> D'Amico Ryans told the Broncos. No, no, thank you. He's reportedly going to be the Texans coach, but I have to read the tweet that Woody page sent about this. D'Amico Ryans. He misspelled D'Amico, by the way, D'Amico Ryans tells the Broncos. He is not interested. He was there Third number one choice. That's not how number one choices work. In terms of them offering the job to two other people? They had a number. I don't know who the first two were. Who are the other two I guys? I think Sean Payton was one, and I don't know who Harbaugh. the other one Harbaugh, yes. So it's like... Who took two meetings after he said act- he was going back to Michigan. I actually think it was Harbaugh was number one. So they Harbaugh was their number one. Their number one, number one. He goes to Michigan. Their number two, number one... Was Sean, Sean Payton. Payton. And now their number three, number one, was Demarco. D'Amico Ryans, which means they're moving on to their number four, number one, which we'll find out later. At what point do we just go to number two and number three as opposed to the third, number one? I mean, I think that's just how dating works. Like, your first... Oh, no, Is that you, what you tell people? You're nah, my third, you were, you were my choice. first choice. <laughs> you tell them all, and they're like, really? Because you were talking to that person for like good half hour yeah well they said no so now you're my first choice oh uh, you know i can't tell you that tyler huntley is a pro bowler yay this system's not stupid at all tyler, flag football game yes uh tyler huntley who was the backup to lamar jackson who got to play uh when lamar got hurt he was named an alternate to the pro bowl team josh allen is out of the pro bowl which means Tyler Huntley is in to uh, give you his stats on the season. 112 pass attempts, two passing touchdowns, three interceptions on the season. He averaged 109 passing yards per game. See Darren Carr's response? Darren Carr should probably be a pro bowler over yeah. Tyler Huntley, and Darren Carr's the only brother that didn't play quarterback. Would have been. It has the picture of the... Uh... I guess it's the AFC, uh, or yeah, well, it's just the Pro Bowl hat with all the uh, logos of every team. Darren Carr would have been funnier watching Derek Rock this week. But yeah, Huntley's an option, sure. 
Would Derek Carr have shown up to the Pro Bowl? Yeah, I think his ego would have shown up. In a Raiders jersey? No. Or shirt, whatever they're going to wear? He would pull the Jeff Samarja where you... You get put in as a as one team, but you show up with no logos because that team traded you right before the All Star game. So you just are like, just give me the generic. All right. I just, think you would have showed up. I think you would have too. I think you would have. Which would have been fun. Up. The NFL needs to retroactively oh. get Tyler Huntley out of there and name Derek Carr yeah. a Pro Bowler. And he would have been the guy trying way too hard at flag football. Daddy had a breakaway. We also would get his brother on NFL Network saying why Derek Carr would be the MVP of the flag football yeah, game. Yeah, the flag football game. People people forget that he can move. <laughs> All right. The Colts interviewed a hero Evero for 12 to 14 hours. Evero was the Broncos defensive coordinator interviewing for the Colts head coaching job. What do you even do for 12 to 14 hours? Well, Jim say it could be... Uh... He was in the bathroom for half of that? Could be a lot of things, so I don't even want to guess. 12 to 14? If he even showed up, because there's been reports that he doesn't even go to these these interviews. Do you even want the job if you've got to go through a 12 to 14 hour interview? Versace has had two interviews with him. My God. What is that? 28 hours? (laughs) Rich Versace. They just locked him in a room. (laughs) Exactly. Then, all right. Here's your food. Here's your sandwich. In. We'll be back in about six hours. When Jim's done in the bathroom, we got some <laughs> questions. They only got in two questions in that 12 hours because Jim Ursay was in the bathroom the rest of the time. That sounds insane to me. Like 12, I don't even know if I'd want the job at that point. I mean, you're going over every film that ever existed? What, what, what could you be doing? He's going through Talking? his entire playbook, breaking down what every player does on yeah. every single play. Like, I don't that sounds terrible. Does he have to go through a mock offseason? He's got to do a mock draft. He pulls up a mock draft online and says, all right, draft for us. Not good enough. Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's an insane amount of time. Like, 12 to 14 hours over, like, three different interviews. Okay. That's still, yeah, like, that's four insane. hours. That's a lot. But tw- one sitting? That's still a lot. What they Did they feed him? Oh, they had hope. to. Was it good? Like, was it like, hey, where are they bringing some pizza? Hopefully, it's better than that. They need to feed them three times. Yeah. I. Uh, what was the question again? I'm sorry, I just got. <laughs> Chandler Stevenson was named to the NHL All Star team. Matty Beniers is hurt with Seattle, so Stevenson is his replacement. He joins Bruce Cassidy as the coach and Logan Thompson as the goalie at the All Star game for the Golden Knights. Do you think Stevenson already had a vacation planned? Oh yeah, yeah. I think those guys. I think those guys, if they're not going to the game, want to look out for what they're going to do and can't and and plan something. Yeah, I think they all plan something. He's disappointed then. I guess it depends on what the vacation was. How nice was the vacation? Pretty nice, right? I mean, he told Ben Goats a couple weeks ago it'd be great for his family if he made the All Star game. It'd be a great thing for his family. So maybe. Maybe That's the vacation's the vacation, not though. as important, yeah. All right. They just maybe he planned his but where it's in Miami or Tampa? Can't remember. It's in Florida. It's in Florida. Uh maybe they just planned the vacation in Florida well, I just mean, in yeah. case. Because he was one of the next choices, right? Like it was a possibility if somebody was hurt. But I think maybe if you're Chandler Stevenson and it's like, oh, I've never been an all-star, this is cool. But I think for the most part, you'd be like, eh, I'd rather have my vacation than go play more hockey during what's supposed to be my break in the middle of the season. Silence. <laughs> AJ Cole was also named yeah. to the Pro Bowl. 
Kansas City's punter Johnny Townsend was the AFC Pro Bowler punter. He's obviously going to the Super Bowl. So AJ Cole is the replacement. Uh, what's he gonna do? Name those competitions again. Is there oh, dodgeball? They've made them very complex. There's dodgeball. There's a long drive competition. There's the there's the balloon toss. There's the um, the balloon toss. The acrobatic catch where it's like the dunk contest, right. but you got to do a fun catch and get graded on it. Which I think the punters and offensive linemen. Yeah, should be doing. I don't think any wide receiver. They shouldn't be allowed to. Um, yeah. But like he's last Pro Bowl, he was you know interviewed during the game and was like, oh yeah. Didn't punt, held the ball three times, ate two hot dogs. Yeah. So <laughs> I imagine he's just eating hot dogs. That's what he thinks he's doing there. But uh, difference for him and Chandler Stevenson, AJ Cole lives here. The Pro Bowl is here. He's just got to, oh, I'll just drive down the street again for whatever event he's going to be in, which I had dodgeball, throw they, him in there in the team. There needs to be a, a event specifically for the punters and kickers. I mean, just basically... Dropping it inside the twenty. Soccer penalty kicks. Okay, all right. Yeah. See that? Who would be the goalie? Punters versus kickers. Tim Howard. So, so they so AJ right. would be a goalie as well. So you team up the NFC and AFC punters, and you team up the AFC and NFC kickers, and one of them has to be the goalie, and they take shots. AJ's got other. some height to him. He could be a goalie. Might be. Yeah, he could be a goalie. You got to dive. You got to get some practice yeah. in there. Call in an actual soccer player to teach him because diving for penalties not always the easiest thing. So yeah, it could be fun. Those are great. That's that's another great question. John Higgins has refed a college basketball game six of the last seven nights. Uh, this was the graphic ESPN had last night. He has worked Rutgers, San Diego, Oregon State, Stanford, Purdue, and Texas. Six in the last seven. That is. Uh, also, three time zones in the last three days, Eastern to or Pacific to Eastern to Central. Does this? I mean, they're independent contractors. I get this, but if you were conferences, would you put a limit on how much a guy can ref your league if he's if he's been somewhere else the night before? Maybe, um, but if you're a head coach and some new guy shows up and misses a call against you, you're losing your mind and saying, "Where's John Higgins?" Yeah, where's one of the five referees we use in the entire league or entire country? It's an insane number, and it's not new. This has been happening all the time, where refs work just four, five, six oh, days no, out is, of the this week. This is normal, and, actually. And the travel is—I don't know—is I don't know if that travels normal though to go all because normally it's it's a guy will have worked a Pac-12 game then a Mountain West, then a Mountain West, West game. You've seen game. him on TV both nights, right? But this yes. is. We're talking Big Ten, WCC, Pac-12, Pac-12, Big Ten, Big or Big, Big 12. Twelve, and again three different time zones in three days. He's all over the place from Rutgers to San Diego. Those are back-to-back games. And he goes by Stanford the way. back to Purdue and Texas. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So maybe there should be a limit, but until there's actually, I think, hired professional right. refs by the NCAA or something, probably not going to happen. Coming up next, we'll get into the Las Vegas Aces. Gray gets a staggered screen from Wilson and Hamby. Gray penetrates inside. Follow a jumper. Chelsea misses it. Hamby with the putback. De-Energizer scores. That is why she's in the game. 50 to 48. Welcome back, De-Energizer. Bonner has it on the right wing. Young guarding her to Jonquil Jones. You're on the elevator up to the press box with Graney and Bischoff. The Las Vegas Aces. Looks like they're signing two players. 
Candace Parker is coming to the Aces. It is reportedly a one-year deal. Candace Parker will be 37 in April. Uh, she averaged 13 and 8 last season. Uh, so your Aces projected starting lineup would be Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, and Candace Parker. They're also reportedly signing Alicia Clark, uh, who is a 35-year-old who had eight points, four and a half rebounds for Washington last year, career 38% three-point shooter, and is uh, presumably their sixth or seventh uh, woman would be the first or second player off the bench for the Aces. So I wonder when they sign these uh, players, they'll actually comment on things. Will they actually comment on Candace Parker that they well, like the signing? The, will they, are they commenting on anything over there nowadays? They haven't, actually, because no, they're they not haven't. official signings yet. No, I wonder if they will, though. You know, because it's when it's good things and positive things, they, they're front and center to comment. What what should they say about De'Erica Hamby? If they put out a statement right now, what would what would it say? They'd either deny the allegations or they'd at least say that they're cooperating with the investigation. What allegations? Her allegations yeah, of being what? bullied, manipulated, uh, prejudiced against for her second pregnancy. It's just like if let, let's say it wouldn't be pregnancy, but let's say bullied, manipulated, a lot of bad things happened and it was a UNLV basketball player. No one would want Kevin Kruger or um, Eric Harper to say anything. Right, but what... We would not... If, if Kevin Kruger was on the show, that's not the first question we'd ask him. Oh, yeah, we'd ask, but what are what are the allegations, I guess? Like, she said she that was... They, they, they were prejudiced against her for her second pregnancy, and during workouts, she was manipulated. She was, you know, prejudiced against, um, bullied against, uh, because they didn't want her to be pregnant. They didn't want her to have to deal with a second pregnancy going into this season, that they were upset that she was pregnant for a second time. Right. I mean, that's what she's saying. And so if they put out a statement saying everything De'Erica Hamby said is a lie. Yeah. I mean, it's something. That's a a statement? Because I don't think they should say that at all. I think they should say something. I think being radio silent makes them look bad. Because right now, it's it's the same question I had. What De'Erica Hamby alleged the Aces did is not against any rules. No, but it makes you look horrible if you did that. If you bullied her, if you manipulated her, if you held her pregnancy against her, it doesn't make you look good as an organization. It doesn't matter. I Didn't... think it I think it matters to some people who are who want to know if they did that, if they're fan if I'm a fan of that team, well, maybe I don't care because I'm a fan of the team and they signed Candace Parker and all right. I care about is winning, which I, I just disagree with. I think yeah. they should say something. I think they look bad. I don't, if I'm the aces, I don't say anything until there's an actual allegation that I broke a rule. Because the most interesting thing to me from De'Erica Hamby's statement was her sentence that said, there were things promised to me when I signed my contract that were not fulfilled. And that might have had to do with the pregnancy. What are those things? Because if, if the aces broke the contract then the Aces are in trouble, right? If the Aces agreed to something when she signed the contract and it's in writing, then the Aces are in trouble. Now, so what? That that's my main question because, again, De'Erica Hambry put out her statement. But all the Aces actually did was say, hey, we would prefer you not get pregnant. Not that nice, according to De'Erica Hamby. They were much meaner about it. And then traded her to another team. None, neither of those things are against the rules. You're allowed to tell your players, hey, we would prefer you not be pregnant. And you're allowed to trade De'Erica Hamby to the LA Sparks. I just think up until this point, they've done everything 
most everything. I can't think of anything that's been this egregious in terms of what they've been accused of. Everything well in the city. They've garnered a huge fan base. Everything's been positive about them. And this is the very first time something really negative has they've been accused of and they go radio silent. They won't even they won't even return calls to media. They would they, they they don't they're not even returning calls. They're not they're the they're not even returning calls. They um is it Natalie Williams? Yeah. Uh uh told a writer that this had to do with sponsorship. Um what, I don't, what had to do with sponsorship? What, whatever her allegations were. Whatever her allegations were. So it, it made no sense. The 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 reasoning made no sense. Um and that, that like there was gonna be a sponsorship. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know. It was it was it made no sense. Okay. So I'm just saying I w- these are pretty damning allegations, whether it's rule breaking or not. I'd like them to have some kind of comment about it. They've had no comment about it, and I just think that's wrong. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. If I was the aces, my comment would be we traded Derricka Hamby to free up cap space to sign Candace Parker to help us win a WNBA title. No. That'd be my statement. Because otherwise, Otherwise, you're responding to Dierica Hambry basically saying, oh, you guys said mean sentences to me. Like, that that's what her, her, the only meat to her allegation is they said mean things to me. That's it. That she Nothing in there is actually the aces broke a rule except for that sentence about things that were promised to me, which... That well, they could be, have broken that. That should be pretty easily provable. Hey, I signed a contract yeah. that says they would do blank and they didn't do blank then the aces are in trouble. But I just I just don't know what the aces comment would say right now, other than everything De'Ara Hamby said is a lie, in which point I, I guess you can say that, but to me, I I don't think I'd be eager to jump out there and say, oh yeah, we deny everything she said. Yeah, I, I would, I don't know what the, I just think radio silence, bad look. I, that's just my opinion. It's a bad look because of what Hamby said, not because they haven't said anything about it. Well, either way, I think it's a bad look and they should say something. Because at the end of the day, they traded away Candace Parker, or they traded away Dierica Hamby, got a better player in Candace Parker in free agency. From a basketball standpoint, the Aces have had a phenomenal offseason. Well, I'm sure they'll talk about that. And that's exact. That's what I would say. We traded away Dierica Hamby so we could have room to go yeah. get Candace Parker. That that's the decision that was made. It has it because nobody else has said anything about it, right? We haven't heard Kelsey Plum or Asia Wilson or Chelsea oh, Gray no, come no out one. and say now, anything about it. I am not going to insinuate that I know every person that media has called or asked right. about this. Yes. I'm not going to say that yeah. because I don't know that. Um, but again, they'll have availability, and we'll see if they no comment it, and we'll see what players say about it because that was one of their teammates. And I'd love to hear what Kelsey Plum has to say about this. I'd love to hear what players on the team has to say about this. And again, I don't know if they've been asked. So I'm not going to say they have been asked. I'm not going to, you know, go out there and say that. I know that media has tried to gain a quote from the organization about it. I know that for a fact. Maybe I'm putting too much pressure on the other players on the team. But given how outspoken WNBA players are, I tend to believe that if what Dierica Hamby accused the Aces of doing was genuinely serious, we would have heard from her teammates with the Aces already. We would have heard Ooh. Asia Wilson or Kelsey Plum support. Derek I don't know. I think they might take the organizational side on that because they play for them. I don't know. They'll be asked about it. The Atlanta Dream got their owner out of the league a year ago. 
like the WNBA players are not afraid to say we deserve more. We deserve better. You're mistreating. I'd, I'd like, I'd like to hear what they have to say. They'll, they'll be asked about it. Eventually they're going to have a media yeah. day and that's going to be one of the first questions. I believe now they're going to, they can no comment and say, we're just not going to comment on that. And maybe the players will too, but that would be fascinating. Uh, that'd be fascinating to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Because it's it's one of the I'd most like outspoken leagues in the world. Yeah, about wh- whatever issues, whether it's flights, charter flights, whether it's their them not wanting their owner in the league, whatever it is, they're no problem being outspoken. So if they if all of the players no comment, that that'll actually be kind of telling. If like media day comes around and no player wants to talk about it, that might actually say more than them saying anything about it whatsoever. Yeah. Coming up next, Charles McDonald joins the show. He covers the NFL, but only a college football team can bring him happiness. Perfection wears red and black tonight. 15-0. The dogs have done it and won a second consecutive national title. Yahoo Sports' Charles McDonald joins the show. Follow him at 4Verts on Twitter. So we don't have Charles McDonald. Don't follow him at 4Verts on Twitter. Unbelievable. Um, I have... I've got a, I got a take for you here. We always see, we always hear the NFL is a copycat league, and you know it's like, ah, who won the title? How'd they do it? Let's try to copy that. So before we actually find out who wins the title, looking at 2022, off season wise, we had all those wide receiver trades, right? Tyreek Hill goes to Miami, AJ Brown to Philadelphia, and Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams to, to Vegas. Vegas. And if you and it was to me, what I was interested in was the stark difference in some teams saying, oh, we are going to trade for and pay for a high end wide receiver and other teams saying, "Eh, we'll figure it out. The teams that added the high end wide receiver, Miami had a good season. Um, You could say derailed by quarterback injury, but Miami had a good season. Uh, Philadelphia is in the Super Bowl. And the Raiders were the lone disappointment. The teams that traded away a wide receiver, Green Bay and Tennessee, massively disappointing. Kansas, Kansas City, City in the is Bowl. in the Super Bowl. I think the the side note there is Patrick Mahomes is really good. Right, right. That always that's always the side <laughs> right. note, isn't it? No matter what right. happens. So I still I still think it's curious to see how teams play out with their wide receivers because obviously it's an important position. But is it one that you should pay the big contract to? Or is it one where you should go try to find the rookie contract guy, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, or guys that are really, really good and not getting paid a whole lot of money right now? But I think after the season, or at least when we're down to the last two teams, I think this is what the lesson is. You need to have at least two really, really good pass catchers or Patrick Mahomes. But if you don't have Mahomes, you need at least two really, really good pass catchers. Because if you look at the final four teams, Cincinnati had Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, right? The uh, Philly had A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. Smith. And the 49ers had Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey McCaffrey. eventually, and even Brandon Ayuk probably deserves to be in that conversation. You look at some of the teams that were good but came up short in the playoffs. Who's Buffalo got after Stephon Diggs? Who does Dallas have after C.D. Lamb? Lamb? Some of these other good teams didn't have that second weapon, and they didn't have Patrick Mahomes, so they weren't able to continue on. Even I think Miami is one of the better examples, even though they didn't go far. Skylar Thompson started a playoff game for him, but Miami had a phenomenal offense 
Tua's numbers, you can argue about how good Tua actually is, how much is the offense and the scheme around him, but Tua's numbers, if you extrapolated that for a whole season, Tua's probably in the MVP conversation at the end of the year if he had played 17 games with the numbers he was putting up. And I don't think Tua's that good. Like, Tua's fine, but I don't think Tua's an MVP-level quarterback, but his numbers would have been. I think the lesson at the end of this season is you need to have two good pass catchers, and that's what's going to help your offense. Obviously, you need a competent quarterback. Obviously, you need you know good coaching and all that. You can have two good receivers and still not be good, but I think that's the key. And if you view it within the realm of the salary cap, generally speaking, you can pay for two big name wide receivers and it costs you the same as one big name quarterback. Did you see the uh, franchise tag for the receivers? Uh, what is the number on it for receivers? Is it like 20 million? 19. 19 million. And quarterbacks is what, 40? Yeah. Or uh, something 30, like that. high 30s. 38, 39. So you can, for the most part, get two really good wide receivers. I- even if you don't have one drafted, you just go out, we're just signing them or trading for them. And it's going to cost you about the same as one quarterback. And then the Raiders need another one. So is Hunter Renfro good? Well, is Is Darren Waller good? good? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Like Darren Waller healthy. If you, if you told me like take the final four teams or forget about the chiefs because they have the homes, but the other three teams and you say, all right, Devontae Adams is the Jamar chase. He's the AJ Brown type guy, right? Who's. Who's Devontae who's, Smith? Who's Hunter Renfro? And who's T. Higgins? Because both of those guys are better than Renfro. Absolutely. They're better than Waller? They're better than Waller has been the last two seasons. Yeah, because Waller's always hurt. Peak Waller, I think you could put in that conversation for sure. But I don't know if we're ever getting peak Waller back again. Right. I, I think what we've seen from Waller the last two years, not the health side, but the productivity side, is probably what we're going to get. A good tight end, but nothing that's special. So the Raiders, the Raiders are almost closer to the to the San Francisco model of weapons, where you pro, you don't really have the true oh that guy's an unbelievable number one receiver, but you've got four guys where it's like oh we've got the best pass catching running back, we've got a good uh, versatile run or receiver running back in Debo, and a good receiver in Ayuk, and a good tight end in Kittle. That's kind of more where the Raiders I think could match up, but they only have three of those guys and two of them barely played. Right. So can you rely on Renfro and Waller to be healthy and productive? And then do you need a fourth pass catcher? And does Josh Jacobs count, even though he's never really been, he's not bad, but he's never, he's really never been, been a game great changer. though in terms of, right. in terms of catching out of the backfield. He's never been great Gruden at it. Barely used him in that role. McDaniels used him a little bit more, but it still wasn't like, Oh, look at this amazing pass catcher there. So I, I think it's, it's almost there for the Raiders. They maybe they need one, Really good number two, or maybe they just need another solid pass catcher. So Matt Collins doesn't fit in there. No, Matt Collins does not fit in there. So beyond that, obvious question is who's the quarterback going to be, right? But I think if any quarterback walks in and Renfro and Waller are healthy with Devontae Adams, you're in a pretty good situation, right? It's not, it's not to use um, the Titans as an example who traded away AJ Brown, who is who are you throwing to if you're the Titans quarterback? They drafted Traylon Burks and I don't even know Westbrook Kine. I don't even know who else is on that team. So you're not walking into that scenario. You're walking into a pretty good weapon scenario. 
in Vegas. So I think that is pretty good for the Raiders, but maybe not quite as good as what Philly has or what is Cincinnati has or what San Francisco has. But they're they're on the right track. They're in the ballpark in terms of weapons for the quarterback to throw to, which I think is the important part of this season or have Patrick Mahomes. I was going to say that was my next statement. Isn't it funny how all of this is put to the side when you have him? Yes. Like none of it matters. They they are the one team that traded away its star wide receiver. It doesn't matter. And, and he's in, in the, the Super, Bowl. Super Bowl. Yes. The other ones, Green Bay and Tennessee, massive right. failures of seasons. Two teams that were favored to win their divisions. And couldn't, couldn't do get it. it done. And the one team that did trade away, oh yeah, they still won the division and they're right. still good. Helps that Kelsey was still there because Kelsey's sure. a better weapon than anything that Green Bay and Tennessee have. So they, the, the Chiefs were able to go from two to one, not from one to zero, which is what Green Bay and Tennessee did. Right. They went from one to zero. Uh, but yeah, Mahomes is this guy. This guy's pretty good. Charles <laughs> would have told us he's the best. He is the best. Charles <laughs> I know, is right. I know. I know. Charles, where's your, the victory lap for Charles McDonald? He's here in Vegas, too. Yeah. He's out with the East-West Shrine game. Yeah. Jared, talk to him. Yeah. Uh, do we want to like invite him in studio for Thursday? Our studio or the Raiders facility studio? I'm not sure that's working right now. I don't think he wants to come in studio for Ah, hours. come on. It's a lot of hours. We barely we have a coffee here machine. for three hours. <laughs> we have a coffee machine. Tell him we're going to interview him for 12 to 14 hours for the cold exactly. job. Okay. <laughs> See what happens there. Uh, by the way, did you know, I'll, I'll let you guys guess. Can either of you name the number one or number two wide receivers by cap hit in the 2022 season? Why do I want to say Hopkins? <laughs> Hopkins is going to be number two next this upcoming season. Okay. Was but he was not number one and number this two. Year? For 2022, which wide receivers were first and second in cap Was Devontae one of them? He was not one of them. His cap hit's actually pretty low this past season. It starts jumping up, goes up a little bit, and then the following year, I think it explodes into like $3 million. But it's actually pretty low for this season. I can't think. Jared, you got any guess? No. Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill will be number one next year, but not this. All right, not so I have season. next year down. You, got, you <laughs> nailed it. 2023 cap hits. Jared's got it handled. No idea. Number two on the list is Keenan Allen. Oh. Oh, but that's pro. Like that's if he plays a full 17 games. I he still, he does. still got paid. He gets paid and he doesn't show up to work. Number one on the list. That'd be great. <laughs> number one was Kenny Galladay. Huh? Number one cap hit among wide receivers last year was Kenny Galladay with the New York Giants, who, if I had to guess off the top of my head, what was the hit? Had uh, twenty-one million or something wow. like that. Who, if I guessing off the top of my head, how many catches do we think Kenny Galladay had this season? I'm glad you told Sub us forty. I'm glad you told us because I think we would have been here for nine. Probably we, we would have been here more hours yes. than Rich Basacci is now uh, interviewing with the Colts. I sub forty. I think it's single digits. Kenny yeah. Dolladay didn't play. Like, I'm thinking Kenny Dolladay had like nine catches this season for the Giants. Coming up next. We text Adam Candy. We'll find out how many catches he had. <laughs> but first, we got tickets to give away. If you want to go out and see Warren Moon, Shannon Sharp, Charles Woodson, it's the 20th annual Hall of Fame Players Party, Friday, February 3rd at Resorts World. It's hosted by Warren Moon, Shannon Sharp, Charles Woodson. You got a shot to get qualified to win right now. 702-364-1100. 
That's the phone number. You'll be qualified to win two tickets to the 20th annual Hall of Fame Players Party hosted by Warren Moon, Shannon Sharp, and Charles Woodson. Call right now, 702-364-1100. The Rangers sweep the season series from the Golden Knights. Today at Madison Square Garden, the final score, New York 4, Vegas 1. Barzell coming out of his own zone with Beauvillier. Settles the puck, skates in to the slot. Barzell took it off his stick, settles, pulls, shoots, and scores! Matthew Barzell in overtime. Islanders 2, Golden Knights 1. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff. We have some terrific news. Derek Carr is going to the Pro Bowl. Number four. He bought a ticket. No. Number four Pro Bowl. Derek Carr tweeted, maybe this invitation got lost in the mail from past seasons, but I'm going back to the Pro Bowl. Number four. See you soon, Vegas. So first question, is he, not, is he not here anymore? No, he's in he's Henderson. At, he's in Vegas. He's in Henderson. Well, he's not going to Vegas. Then. He's, going to, he's going to Henderson. <laughs> I know. It's confusing. Yeah. So... Derek Carr, actually, I think his house is in the Southern Highlands. That's, yes, that's oh, yeah, not right. Yeah, you're yeah. Right. it's true. So Derek Carr is going to the Pro Bowl. Um, what's He'll be he going back to that facility on Thursday because that's where the um, I think that's where the uh, all the events are. Events are right. Oh, so the first time back at the facility since getting benched is as a Pro Bowler. He's just yeah. walking around going, "Wow, this place is great." <laughs> you can show everyone where the weight room is, the treadmill. What is he wearing? I we talked about that in the break. I look. I'm trying to think back Versace. last year at the at the Las Vegas ballpark when we went for the practices. They had like you know one had blue, one had white. I'm not sure which one NFC AFC, but I'm trying to think if their logo of their team was on those jerseys, or if it just said AFC and NFC. It had. I, I'm pretty sure it had their numbers. So but I'm, I'm not certain. But in the game, now here's the other thing because I asked Jared in the break if they wear their helmets during I, flag football. That's what I'm saying. So maybe he does. Maybe he can get away with it all week and not wear one Raiders, not one Raiders thing. So I'm looking at a picture of Justin Herbert last year out at Las Vegas Bowl. And what did ballpark. it have? It's a white shirt, red number. The hat is an AFC hat. Okay, so it doesn't have Chargers on. Maybe it. there's a Charger logo on the sleeve or shoulder that I can't see. But it looks like there's no discernible team logo okay. on what so Justin Herbert was wearing. I mean, last if that's year. the case, he'll just wear that. Oh man, God. are they wearing helmets during flag football? <laughs> <laughs> that is actually a good question. Okay, I'm looking at one of Patrick Mahomes. There is a Kansas City Chiefs logo on the sleeve. Uh oh. So uh oh. So it's it's a it's a it's a pretty generic plain just. Blank jersey with a number and has right. the NFL logo on it or the AFC logo, but on one sleeve it does have the team. The logo. team logo of who he plays for, right? So does Carr get one with no team logo? Does Carr get one with double NFL shields instead? Well, his agent tweeted, "Congrats to Derek Carr on your fourth Pro Bowl invite as QB of the right. Raiders." Maybe he does wear it. Not Maybe. exactly a storybook ending, but fun way to kick off a new beginning. So he's look, he's going to represent some team. Right when you're you selected the Pro Bowl, you're representing somebody, right? It could just be Derek Carr of the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> Derek, he he's got that uh, 
Rob Lowe hat. Remember Rob I mean, Lowe yeah. showed up wearing Eventually, the NFL logo on his hat? Essentially, I think he's still a Raider, right? Until the decision's made. So I'm sure if there's a logo on the side of the shirt, I'm sure he'll wear the shirt. All right. Let me explain to you how far down the list they went for Pro Bowl quarterbacks. The three quarterbacks that were named to the Pro Bowl were Patrick Mahomes, Super Bowl, Josh Allen, and Joe Burrow. Okay. Mahomes is in the Super Bowl. Josh Allen has opted out. I think he said he's got an injury. Carr, I'm assuming, is in for Burrow. That way, I haven't seen anything about Burrow, but I'm guessing if Carr's in, it's because Burrow is out for some reason or another. So all he three just opted out of it. All three guys that were voted as the as the actual Pro Bowlers are gone. The alternates were Tua injured. Injured. Trevor Lawrence is in. Justin Herbert injured. 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 Tyler Huntley is, is in. in. And now Derek, Derek Carr, Carr is in. So we got, uh, that is eight, I believe. To get to him? We got to the eighth quarterback in to the get AFC to, to get to Derek Carr, who is, by the way, somehow behind Tyler Huntley. But yes, so your AFC Pro Bowl quarterbacks are most likely going to be, granted, I haven't seen anything official on Burrow, so maybe like Huntley or Lawrence opted out and it's it's they're out instead. But most likely we're looking at Trevor Lawrence, Tyler Huntley and Derek Carr. It's your AFC the... <laughs> representatives at the quarterback position. I mean, it's flag, so maybe they're fine. <laughs> I mean, it's even in, even when it's not flag, they don't touch each other. So, what a what a reward! Oh man, I'm assuming Mac Jones said no. Over who though? Huntley? No, I assume they called him, and then he said no. So Derek Carr was like, "All right, I God. threw his, I threw as many picks as he threw touchdowns." God, that is bad. So there's your Pro Bowl. Derek Carr will be there, which will now... The most interesting thing of the Pro Bowl to me is what is Derek Carr wearing? Yeah. No, yeah. And actually, the most interesting part, Derek Carr talking to the media now, right? Yeah. If he's not a Pro Bowler, he doesn't talk to the media until he is traded or cut. Right. I guess he he, could... I mean, he could go talk to somebody. There will be... Let's be honest, when they start making uh, requests on who to talk to, he might be the number one guy who gets I was going to say, he, he, he has to who be, else, right? Who else do you really, really, really need to talk to? I guess if you're out here for a certain team and you're covering the team, you have to talk to your guys. But anyone in Vegas or anyone that you know isn't fired up about talking to their own guys are going to want to hear what he has to say. I mean, is anybody else? I mean, Josh Jacobs doesn't have a contract, so but is anybody else without a contract? I'm sure there's a couple others, but they're not quarterbacks. No, that's no. great. Might be Tyler Huntley. What are you doing here? How many, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how many touchdowns? You threw two touchdowns and you're here? How'd that happen? So, God, that is phenomenal. And now I I, I can, I actually cannot wait to see what Derek Carr wears. It is the most, I want everybody else to have their team logo on there and Carr to have the NFL shield instead. That'll be very exciting. Just NFL shield, Derek Carr.